Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Why? We love that question, don't we? You do, I do, everybody does. 
as soon as you talk to one of these journalist types or what we call journalists in America, they'll tell you that's one of the first things they teach people. The why is the most important. Whenever you're churning out articles, little little news clips, why is important because it's what the audience wants. It's what you want. It's what I want. And I am as guilty as the next man of only caring about the why. The who, what, when, and where. Tell me the why. But we have to understand there are times in life where why actually doesn't matter. Aren't there? I mean, if I come home tonight, or I talk to one of my boys and he's packed up, got a bunch of luggage there and says he's moving out of the house. He's moving to Zimbabwe. He doesn't like it here anymore. I'm probably going to ask why. I'm probably going to want to know why, what's, what's going on there. So that, that can matter. But if I leave the studio tonight and go to my pickup truck and I find a man sitting there slashing my tires and spray painting the truck, does why matter? Or does stopping him or getting away matter? Sometimes why does it matter at all? And we focus on it way, way, way too much. I really want to know what's, I want to know what's in his heart. Maybe for your pastor, for somebody running for president, do I care? Should I care? I'm talking about Joe Biden. The title of our show tonight, The Real Joe Biden. What does he believe? Why is Joe Biden saying this? Why did Joe Biden used to say this and now he's saying that? Uh, Who cares? Do we know? No, we'll never ever know. Joe Biden has been a politician for over four decades. Joe Biden has been a politician for longer than I've been alive. And the truth is this, and you don't like to hear this, I don't like to say it, but it's true. Even on our side, once you've been there three or four decades, you don't believe in anything anymore. And I'm not doing that cynical thing where everybody running for office is a scumbag. None of them believe in anything. That's not true. I've met some wonderful, wonderful people who really are trying to do the right thing, and they're going there to serve and fight, and that's fine. But there's a shelf life on that, always. Once you've been in Washington for 40-some years, you just are Washington. That's what you believe. You believe in being a politician, in staying a politician, doing some good press, and you believe in the perks that come with being a politician. And rest assured, there are perks. It's more than just a a good salary. It's a Joe Biden never has to make a reservation at a steakhouse kind of life. And that's not a bad life. And they all want to keep that life. Joe Biden used to be middle of the road. Moderate? I don't even know if you can call it that because who knows comparing old Democrats to these psychopaths. But Joe Biden used to at least be what we would call normal, kind of normal. And now Joe Biden, he's not normal anymore. He's out there saying some extremely leftist things. He's got major, major whack jobs around him. And if he is elected president of the United States, he will put these whack jobs around him in important positions of power and do really, really crazy things. Now, you can say all day long, well, Joe Biden's a more normal candidate. Who cares? If he gets in there and he does a bunch of nutball leftist things, why do I care what he really believes? doesn't matter. Here's Joe Biden on taxes. I love this. 
I will raise taxes for anybody making over $400,000. Let me tell you why I'm going to do it. It's about time they start paying a fair share of the economic responsibility we have. The very wealthy should pay a fair share. Corporations should pay a fair share. The fact is there are corporations making close to a trillion dollars that pay no tax at all. I'm not punishing anybody. This is about everybody paying their fair share. Fair share. All right, we're going to do just a brief, brief, brief economic lesson for my leftist friends who watch the show. Rich people do not pay taxes. They're, I should say they're not punished by taxes. They're just simply not. It's always the middle class or the little guy who gets punished by taxes. And what's wild is Democrats have to know this. They've seen this play out for years. This is how it plays out. You have a guy here, he's a billionaire. And you have a guy here, he makes $100,000 a year. And so you pass this huge wealth tax. Billionaires will pay an extra 10% a year. Well, what comes with being a billionaire? Lawyers, good ones. Not the guy who did night school when he wasn't in prison. Good lawyers, accountants, a team of staffers that can tell you, well, we'll just move this company here. We'll headquarter it here. We'll move this money around here. Maybe he feels a little somewhere, but he'll never know it. Who really pays? It's the guy making $100,000 a year who buys things that the billionaire's company makes that now just got more expensive. Every single tax on the planet, everyone universally is a tax on poor people because rich people don't like to pay taxes. Nobody likes to pay taxes and rich people have the ability to get out of paying taxes. Democrats know this and yet they lie and they lie and they lie repeatedly. Also, let's not get numb to the violence we've seen on the streets against police officers. I'm not going to show you all the videos tonight. I've showed them to you enough. We'll obviously keep you updated as more come out, but more and more violence against police officers. You've seen, you've seen it all. Remember this. Democrats have poured gasoline on that fire at every turn for whatever reason. The Democratic Party has become the anti-cop party. And this goes back to the Joe Biden, what's he really believe? Who's the real Joe Biden? Because, I mean, Joe Biden's the guy who passed the crime bill. Joe Biden has an established career being pretty pro-cop. And now Joe Biden's out here saying things like this, giving tacit approval to violence against police officers. Do you believe there is systemic racism in law enforcement? Absolutely. But it's not just in law enforcement, it's across the board. It's in housing, it's in education, it's in everything we do. It's real, it's genuine, it's serious. Look, not all law enforcement officers are racist. My Lord, there's some really good, good cops out there. But the way in which it works right now, we've seen too many examples of it. Too many examples of it? Another lie. And let me just say, and I'm not trying to indict that, that journalist at all. Don't even know who she is. Where's the follow-up question? Too many examples of it. Like, what examples? Let's remember this. This rampant violence against black men by police officers is a great line. Democrats have been trotting it out. The media's been running with it. It's now cemented in the minds of so many in the public that this is just the truth. And, well, it's something we need to deal with. But 
we have we have black and white data. We have numbers. And the truth is this, there, are, there is zero statistical evidence, zero, that black men are being unfairly targeted by police officers. And so you'll always get this, well, you don't understand, this is how I feel. No, 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 that's for your mommy. That's for your mommy. I don't care how you feel. Your feelings couldn't possibly be less important to me. Tell me what's real. But he pushes this narrative. He pushes this narrative. Cops are the enemy. Cops are the enemy. It's no, look, there's a lot of systemic racism in cops. And then a cop gets hurt and they stand up and say, whoa, man, I don't know how that happened. I'll tell you how it happened. We now have Americans across the country who think they have permission to yell at cops, not comply with cops, which gets people killed, and assault police officers. The Democrat Media Alliance owns a lot of that. They do. And as far as Biden's mental screw-ups, trying to be nice here for once, as far as his mental screw-ups go, let's keep in mind, what does Joe Biden really believe? Well, does it matter when he can't even get his thoughts out of his head? Why, why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. I, I'm not sedentary. I don't, I get up and, and, and no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take my pizza. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I'm beginning to see why your wife left you. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. That may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, former congressman from Virginia and current dean of business at Liberty University, Dave Brad. Congressman? What is, I understand you disagree with him on most things, I'm sure, as, as do I, but what is the Joe Biden campaign about? What's it about? What's it stand for? Yeah, well, I, I think you can look at my personal history uh, as well. I, I ran against my own party uh, to some extent pre-Trump uh, because the swamp uh, couldn't get anything done. And so right now, I think too many people are viewing the race in terms of a personality contest, you know, Biden versus Trump, et cetera. That's not what it's about, right? It's uh, Biden has shown no willingness to buck any system that I've heard him talking about. 
So he's going to be pro-China, pro-billionaire, pro-teachers union, pro-regular union, pro-Green New Deal. And he's on the record saying all of that, right? So uh, it, it, it's, it's not a personality thing. It's he's going to represent the status quo and the big money. And ironically, with all the power on the left these days, I guess they, they gave a uh, big exhale on Wall Street when they found they had Kamala there. So Joe Biden plus Kamala means exhale. The money train stays on the path. And the middle class, and that's everybody listening out there, uh, you get nothing. And so uh, that's the deal. And I, I fought my own side on that. So I think I got a little credibility uh, saying if, if you're not breaking up uh, the swamp, right, reducing the size of the federal government, uh, then you need to go. And I don't care what party you're in. Congressman, can you you have a great way of explaining these things. Explain the Wall Street DC connection. Somebody told me it really took place under Bill Clinton where they essentially put a pipeline of some sorts between those two and now they work with each other and against us. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, well you just look at uh, uh just take a, the lobbying example, right? Uh, so you can hire a lobbyist for a million bucks and if that lobbyist goes up to D.C. and changes one line in the budget, which is law, and provides an exemption for your firm so you get a billion-dollar deal, then your $1 million investment was cheap. And so you keep hiring lobbyists. And that's what you're seeing going on up there. Both sides are playing with these lobbyists. Both sides are going to have a hard time getting unaddicted from China, who sent us the virus. Uh, because they're making huge money off of China, both sides. Uh, but Trump is the first one in 40 years to say, hey, uh, I'm going to do what's best for the country here. And uh, the country isn't paying attention. And so yet money runs everything up there, every, every, from every political ad uh, to, to the real estate up there, the six richest counties in the country surround D.C. now. I mean, you know, it's plenty of evidence right there. Explain for, for those of us who don't understand, why, why do I do something for a lobbyist if I'm a congressman? Congressman Dave Bratz sitting there and uh, Joe Schmo from, from Big Bank in Wall Street comes in and he wants you to do this. Why would you do anything for him? What do you get out of it? Yeah. yeah, well, that's a tricky one, right? So uh, they didn't mm -hmm. meet with me uh, because ah. I was an exception. I, I, leadership did not like me. I got kicked out of the dining room. They couldn't find anything else to take away from me. <laughs> so they kicked me out of the member's dining room. That's how low I was. But the rest of them, it's not the $2,700 check you get. <clears throat> it's that they bundle for your party on the super PAC side uh, to the millions or 10 millions. And that's the missing piece that you cannot see out there watching TV. So if you don't behave yourself, uh, you get a bad report to your leadership and then you don't get to be on a money committee. And I wasn't allowed to be on a money committee. And then your party doesn't help you and send you any money and they didn't send me any money. So all they could do is kick me out of the member's dining room so I couldn't have the fancy bean soup. Now, what's a money committee? Uh, the top committees where uh, if you're put on the committee, you get a guaranteed million dollars coming into your account uh, because they are easy to fundraise off of, right? The, the, any of the uh, financial committees, the appropriation committees, the energy committee, you know, the 
defense committees, any of the prime, they call them A committees. Then there's B committees, you can raise some money. I was on the C committees. (laughs) Well, what were the C committees? Uh, The C committees are for the people that got A's in school. The A committees are for the people that got C's in school, but they know how to move and group. All right. All right. Back to Biden. I always get distracted. Back to Joe Biden. Green New Deal stuff. How did this get such yep. popular support? When when I think this this has to turn off the American public, right? I mean, does it turn off the American public? And how did this get such popular support? Well, I mean, you can go look at like the head of uh, Blackstone Company. Or what, all the companies are going this way to kind of virtue signal to people that, hey, we care about the world. We care about stuff beyond profit, so we're going to make things green. And, of course, you just go back to Al Gore for the founding logic, et cetera. The, the, the Green New Deal is only on the left, right, because they don't follow markets. And so they it's what I was talking about before with the lobbyists. Uh, you can insure yourself a trillion-dollar industry if you can make this thing happen, right? If you can found a green energy component, and then they mandate. I just got my bill in the mail the other day from Virginia Power. It said, we got to satisfy by, you know, 2025, uh, all green, clean power or whatever. Therefore, we're going to buy this uh, wind stuff and this green stuff and your rates are going to go up. And so, you know, the fact that your rates are going up, uh, that's, you know, that's the the Jim Buchanan who won a Nobel Prize in economics wrote about that, right? The if those teeny little pieces, right? Just those teeny little, you know, extra quarter, extra 50 cents to everybody's bill, you're not gonna hire a lobbyist. Uh, But if they can get 50 cents out of everybody, uh, that's a big chunk, right? That's in the millions and eventually it's in the billions. And so they will hire a lobbyist to make that arrangement. And that's the economic logic that leads to this kind of thing. So you're not following the market, you're following, uh, you're picking winners, and on the left, they're picking winners and setting up, you know, what targets to hit because that's what their friends are going to do. That they get the contracts to do that, they get extremely wealthy, and the middle class pays the bill every single time. Okay, well, I, I, but it's been disproven. Like we have areas like California right now. California is the fifth largest economy in the world yeah. if it was its own country, and they have brownouts all over the place because yeah. of all their idiotic green stuff. We yeah. know. It doesn't work. Why isn't that enough? What's the disconnect? Well, because the power players, even in California, are still there, right? Even if your own team goofs up, but your own team is friends with Nancy Pelosi, you know, who's related to everybody, mayor of L.A., and they're all related. Kamala's out of the – you guys are doing good out there on the left. And so uh, you don't badmouth any part of the team. You got some brownouts. Hey, it's, you know, we're still trying to do good. We care about American people. You know, we, we, we care about education. We care about all these green things. <clears throat> we have the worst track performance everywhere. We got the lowest test scores in education. We got brown skies, uh, et cetera. It's, it doesn't matter, right? You support the team when it comes to the money. And that's where we're stuck. How are American test scores on the important subjects compared to the rest of the world? I'm talking high school, college. Are we falling behind? Are we doing fine? How are we doing? No, we're, we're uh, bad. I used to do research on that. You can go out and look at the NAEP, N-A-E-P. Just Google NAEP test scores, international test scores. 
uh, we got uh, countries in Eastern Europe beating us out on math and science for across the world. We should be based on spending, right? If it's based on spending, we should be number one by far. Uh, it's not. Uh, so we're, I think we're down in the 40s and 50s on a lot of these things. And when you see the countries that are above us, they're all ranked, right? You can Google it and find it in one minute. And so uh, just go Google NAEP test scores. That's the international comparison across countries. Uh, the World Bank, I think, has stuff on it. And uh, yeah, no, we're, we're like, that's, and that's human capital, right? That's one third of economic growth. So hard capital, you know, machinery, that technology is the other third. And then human capital, the human brain is measured by your test scores, especially in math. So it's a third, a third, and a third. And uh, we're doing terrible on the human mind part. And so you can imagine how that's linked to physical capital and to technology. Well, I have to be honest, Congressman, I did nothing to raise those test scores up myself. Congressman Dave Brad, thank you, sir. I'm sure you did fine. All right, thanks, Jesse. Great show. Be good. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now is Republican strategist Joseph Pinion III. Joseph, do you ever go by Trey? I had a buddy, and he was a, not a junior. He was a third, and he went by Trey, but that was because he hated his <laughs> real first name. Well, you know, as I always say, I said, my, my daddy called me Joseph. My mama calls me Joseph. Everyone else can just call me Joseph. I feel like, you know. If you call me Joey, it means you probably know me for a very long time. That's uh, <laughs> so it's just uh, it's it's just how the how the how the cards played out. <laughs> all right, fine. Well, then I won't call you Trey. Then I had I had these big plans, but that's all ruined now. <laughs> Speaking of ruined plans, I spoke to somebody earlier this week, Joseph, and he floated an interesting theory out there about the Biden Harris ticket. He thinks the Democrats are torching, tanking the election on purpose because the powers that be in the Democratic Party, the Schumers, the Nancy Pelosi's in the world, he thinks they don't like this radical leftist takeover of their party. And if Joe Biden wins, those people are going to feel emboldened. What say you? I mean, ironically, I think the opposite. I think that uh, in, in, in a, in a quasi-similar way to how we actually got a President Trump um, by people in our base who were so tired of Republicans playing it safe, uh, that Romney was the safe pick, that McCain was the safe pick. I think similarly, if Democrats find a way to lose twice uh, to a person in President Trump who they don't think should ever have stepped foot in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue by nominating somebody like Joe Biden and nominating somebody like Hillary Clinton, um, I think it's almost inevitable that we'll be looking at an AOC campaign for president four years from now or somebody else who they just basically drag out of obscurity that's even more obscenely you know, left-wing than they are. So, you know, I think when Michelle Obama says that this election is a matter of life or death, I think we should take her out of our world because the stakes truly are that high when we talk about what the future of this republic will look like. And if America truly will have the opportunity to be a beacon uh, for opportunity, prosperity, and freedom from tyranny as we have been from our inception. Joseph, I don't disagree with you, and I'll tell you what. 
I actually don't fear somebody like Kamala Harris near as much as I fear somebody like AOC because I believe AOC is an actual true believer. I, I felt this way about Obama as well. I felt like Obama was a true believer and that's why he was so dangerous. Someone like Kamala Harris is simply going to say whatever she has to say to stay in power. That comes with its own set of dangers, but she has a long career of doing quite literally whatever you have to do to get ahead. And I just say that's not as dangerous as the true believer. Well, look, you got somebody like Kamala Harris who, God bless her, wants to arrest your children for marijuana on a Monday and then use marijuana as a joke line to get elected president uh, by Tuesday. So that's just what we're dealing with right now when you talk about the hypocrisy that exists on the left. I think, again, when you're talking about what Republicans need to accomplish uh, heading into the, the back half of this election cycle, it's to remind the American people that the outcomes that Democrats say they want for all Americans rely on plans that have never produced those outcomes in the history of the world. So socialism sure. does not work. It's taking places like Venezuela and Russia and the, all these Soviet, ex-Soviet, former Soviet nations and destroyed them. And yet somehow they think that they're going to foster a kinder, more gentle socialism here at home because I guess Bernie Sanders is just that warm and cuddly. Uh, but America is founded on the principles that we are a nation of by the people, not also a nation ruled by any one man. And so when you talk about what comes next, when you put a framework in place that produces tyranny, we should not be surprised when you have that result bring itself to the foreground. And so I think that is why Republicans should remind people that the solutions that exist around the world that have worked are rooted in conservatism, rooted in protecting the ultimate minority, which is not actually about identity politics, but about the individual, those individuals who have the right to freedom, prosperity, and the pursuit of happiness that our forefathers wanted for all of us. I disagree with something Republicans do, because I agree with you about they need to create this contrast between socialism and, and what, what, what actually works. I think Republicans make a mistake right. when they do the think how much it costs thing. Well, we can't afford that thing. Where does the money yeah. come from thing? I actually, while it's true, I don't think that moves the meter with people. If the Green New Deal costs $97 trillion, the numbers are so big now that people are numb to them. They should go more the concepts of it, more of how horrible it is for the human heart to be beholden to the federal government. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Democrats do something very well, which is they feed comfort food for the masses and they engage in what I call sloganeering that allows people to turn a blind eye to the fact that what they're proposing is not actually possible. And so they'll say something like Medicare for all and they'll get everyone to buy into Medicare for all. But to, because to be against Medicare for all means that you don't want health care for all people. And so now when we come to them and say, hey, Guess what? Medicare for all doesn't work. Now we are the people who don't want health care for all people. We want to make sure that grandma has to get put on an iceberg and let drift out into the middle of the ocean. And that's actually not what we want. Ironically, it's exactly what the policies that Democrats are proposing would actually produce. The rationing of care, the fact that people don't have a choice to choose their own doctor, to choose their own outcomes. So again, this is nothing new. Um, it, this, this extends even to now in the present where people somehow say that you can't want justice if you're in favor of law and order. 
right, that somehow justice and law and order can't be partners, that you can't understand that we need more resources for law enforcement in the face of the atrocities that we've seen happening, particularly to people of color in certain neighborhoods. So those two things can live side by side. And I think if Republicans can get people to understand that the pain and suffering of everyday people can be healed by the actual proposals of conservatism. I think that marriage is something that most people will be open to if we stopped rejecting the pain and started explaining to people that the plans that we have for them is a lifeline that will raise all boats equally. Where'd you learn politics? Who's your biggest political influence or two? Man, I mean, honestly, I, I think, you know, realistically, I think as people say, how do you end up with a black Republican from New York? I say, well, that's easy. You get uh, a mother that works a lot and you get left at home with a Caribbean grandmother. Uh, so that's that's really, <laughs> I think, at my heart, uh, really is just core bedrock Caribbean African-American beliefs. Uh, we know for a fact that 60 percent of all Democratic voters who are black identify as either moderate or conservative. And yet we know overwhelmingly, um, almost in a one-to-one basis, black people are voting for Democrats. And so I think we need to get people to connect the things they care about in their everyday lives to the things that they're actually voting for on Tuesdays in November and get the people to see in concrete fashion that if you want a more safe community, if you want to make sure that children don't get shot sitting on a stoop in Chicago, or daughters don't watch their father get shot in broad daylight in Queens, that you need more money for law enforcement, you need better training for law enforcement, that requires resources. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And that is the opportunity that conservatism provides. Stop allowing people to lie to you to tell you that just because they want the same things for you means that they know what's best for you. Those two things are not in strict coherence with one another. And as I always said, I said, look, my grandmother loved me very much, but she also understood intuitively that if I needed a French tutor, she was not the best person to be there, right? So just understanding that love is not always connected to results and that compassion sometimes requires us to acknowledge the fact that some of the things that people who love us want for us is not possible through their own tutelage. One day, ladies and gentlemen, one day, I'm going to have this guy running for our uh, higher office, I promise you. Joseph Pinion III, thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Talk soon. Be good. Guy's good, man. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, former congresswoman, medical doctor, person who's done basically everything underneath the sun, Nan Hayworth. Doctor, is it congresswoman or congressman? Because I was told one time, I I told, uh, I forget what her name was. She was in Congress at the time. I called her congresswoman, and she pulled me aside and scolded me and said the proper term is still congressman, whether it's a man or woman. But I can't keep track of that. Uh, you know, Jesse, as far as I know, either term is appropriate, as are, of course, representative or member of the House of Representatives. Uh, so if you want to play it safe, you can say representative, but I'm happy to answer to Nan and to uh, uh, join you today is a great privilege, as always. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, we love having you. You know that. And 
Hatch Act. You sent me something on the Hatch Act. First of all, before we go into all the details on it, describe for people what the Hatch Act is, because it seems like each side brings it up all the time. Well, yes, it's designed, it actually has specific exemptions for uh, the president and the vice president, but it is designed to prevent uh, the abuse of uh, public office uh, for uh, political purposes. Uh, and in particular, uh, it, it historically, there was a lot of concern when uh, the Roosevelt administration was throwing a lot of money uh, into uh, projects from the federal level in ways that hadn't been done before, that, uh, that this would be uh, a means of uh, thwarting that kind of corruption. And my uh, feeling is that, uh, you know what? Uh, and I've seen it in politics, and you know, Jesse, uh, if people want to find a way to uh, take advantage of political largesse, uh, they will uh, they will do it, uh, regardless of where they may be. <laughs> Nan, I'm going to change the subject here briefly, on, and let's talk about Donald Trump for a moment. I, I feel like people are going to make a huge mistake after Donald Trump is done being president, whether that be four years or eight years. And this is a mistake I think Democrats made with Obama. They're going to try to be Trump, but they're not Trump, meaning I think they're going to try to be bombastic and in your face and, you know, telling the hard truths, but it's not going to come off well because it's hard to pull that off and we're going to lose winnable elections because of it. Yeah. Uh, well... Jesse, I think what, what President Trump has taught us, uh, has taught Republicans in particular, uh, is that forthrightness and a refusal to back down in the face of attempted intimidation, intimidation uh, is a, a really potent way to make progress. And if you look at what the president has done in terms of policy, and I would say look beyond personas and look at policy, but you know the president wouldn't have been able to do what he has done uh, if he had not been, especially I think in a lot of ways on the foreign policy uh, stage. Uh, you know, if he hadn't been uh, as uh, as candid and unequivocal. Uh, and unapologetic as as he was. So I think in in some ways we are going to see uh, that reverberate uh, through future generations. Uh, and I, I think it could be a, a, a good thing. Well, let me let me clarify. I think it could be a good thing too. I think the most important thing that people could take from Donald Trump is to give it right back to the press and be honest and be in your face. My my point wasn't that. I think all of that's a good thing, and I like the way Trump has said it. My thing is, I think Republicans are going to think they have to be that way, and a lot of them are going to try to be something they're not, and oh. it's going to come across as not yeah. genuine and really, really cringy. <laughs> That could happen. I think it's very important for people to be true to themselves. I think if you project a genuineness, and that is, uh, it, it's not necessarily something, you know, Ronald Reagan was a great actor, uh, and thereby he was able to communicate his genuine uh, brilliance and patriotism. Uh, the president has never 
changed his style for anyone, uh, which is uh, it, it, that's his that's his natural uh, milieu. That's his métier. That's his place. Uh, I think if people try to imitate that and it's not what they do by nature, I think they'll make a mistake. But uh, point taken about being forthright, being unintimidated, uh, and being willing to take on your antagonists uh, in a way that should be um, unabashed. And I looked at uh, Jeff Flake yesterday uh, joining Republicans oh, for Biden and just remembered his cowering in that Senate elevator uh, under a barrage from a paid protester. That is not what we want. That is the antithesis of what we should be. That is a fact. I am proud to admit J. Jeff Flake hates my guts and specifically because I hate that we have people out there in our party that pee themselves when a little liberal protester comes screaming at you in the elevator, but that's another matter entirely. What is the future of the Democratic Party after Joe Biden goes to play golf in Florida? And I don't mean Kamala Harris or whatever. What is the next generation? Let's be honest. I know. I'm actually not being mean for once. Nancy Pelosi's old. Joe Biden is old. These people are getting up there in years. There is a next generation. Yeah. And I think a lot of us have already decided mm -hmm. it's going to be the AOC's Ilhan Omar's of the world. Is it? Or is there some more blue collar, normal Democrat coming up through the ranks? You know, Jesse, it's a it's a great question, and as you always ask, these are thoughts that I've been entertaining recently as well. I was watching the first night of the the first day night of the Republican National Convention, and marveling at the strength of our bench, Jesse. We have an incredible, steady flow of wonderful leaders who cherish our ideals and even more importantly, can put that, uh, that wonderful uh, founding principle of this country, that empowerment of the citizen, can put it into action. I don't see that among the Democrats. I don't see that among any of them, even the, the middle generation of Democrats. You look at the Democratic governors, right? We always look to the governor class. Uh, the only one who I think uh, might be impressive is the uh, governor of Montana, uh, you know, who's uh, who's something of a centrist. But frankly, Jesse, as you know, uh, he started running for uh, he, he started a presidential run and got nowhere. So, no, I think this party is being radicalized. That's where the energy is. Uh, they've got a lot of corporate buy in on this Black Lives Matter uh, Marxist insurrection movement. Uh, and I think uh, so that, you know, the money clearly is not afraid to go in that direction. But I think the coming I think we're going to have a wave election that the Democrats aren't expecting. And I don't think it's going to be in their favor. And I think a lot of people are going to to wise up. And I think the Democrats are going to be scrambling, Jesse, because their ideas don't make sense. That's the thing. Their policies don't make sense. They don't have anything to offer in that way. Uh, and and I think they're going to they're going to fail and they're going to be marginalized and the violence that we're seeing is helping that all along. That's a very Kenosha, Wisconsin now, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, diners being harassed uh, in cafes across uh, at least in two places in the country, and I'm sure there'll be more. This is not the way people want to live, uh, and I think once it hits suburbia, they're going to wake up even more forcefully, and that's where the middle ground would be. 
Democrats aren't there. Nan Hayworth, isn't she awesome? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir, always. All right, we will be right back. You and I have to exist in the real world. We're not children anymore. Politics does matter. Presidential elections do matter a lot. They're important. The truth is Joe Biden or Donald Trump are going to be president of the United States after November 3rd. We cannot have Joe Biden as president of the United States after November 3rd. I'm not asking you to be the biggest Trump fan in the world, but this leftist party, that's not going to work for us. All right, we'll do it again sometime. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. 
Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.